0: give in any way and any time through those different ways online or in the giving box right behind, or you can give your offering directly to our treasurer and uh, deacon, um, Ben Houseward, as well, and we'll make sure that that goes exactly where it needs to go in the general fund or where you would specifically um, designate it to go. Well, we're going to continue now in our time of worship by opening up the Word of God and today's scripture reading will come from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 9, verses 23 to 24. La escritura de hoy viene del libro de Marcos, capítulo 9, versículos 23 al 24. And I'm going to read these verses for us in English, but go ahead and follow along in the language of your heart as well. Um, and for those that are here in person and those online, the scripture is... Mark chapter nine verses twenty three to twenty four. You can follow along in your Bibles, or the Scripture will be um, in the projector slides as well. Mark nine twenty three to twenty four. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for one who believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed. I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. I do believe. Help my unbelief. And then the second reading is the verse of the month that we're uh, uh, memorizing together. Luke one thirty-seven. For nothing will be impossible with God. I do believe. Help my unbelief. That is... A prayer that is a cry out to god many of us have had seasons of belief and of disbelief or unbelief and god uses all of that to draw us closer to him to rely more and more on his presence on his power and on his promises and today that's what we're going to have an opportunity to do to hear those stories Of hope, to hear those stories of faith. When we're like this person here in the scriptures that's encountering Jesus that says, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief, we hear the power of testimonies to help us in that unbelief. When we don't have enough faith to move forward, we have each other to carry one another forward. And so that's why we do this every single July where we just lift every voice and we hear the different voices in our community to be able to just see what God is up to through the specific lives and specific um, journeys of those within our church community. And so I'm very excited to be able to uh, do this together. And um, as, as we prepare for that, let's go ahead and pray and pray that god would be the one to just uh speak in and through those that will be sharing a testimony today and that the spirit of god would be the one to guide them and to be with us here in this time so let's go ahead and pray lord god these verses are prayers as well and you know very well that in my faith journey lord even as a pastor and for many of us here Those words are raw and real, Lord. I believe. Help my unbelief. With you, nothing is impossible, Lord. So, God, I just pray that today we would be able to have those promises be our strength. Not just ourselves, not our capacities, Lord, I pray that we would enter into the invitation of this scripture to embrace our limitations, God. That, yes, with our strength we can believe, but help our unbelief, Lord, because we are limited, we are flawed, we are finite. And God, we thank you that you see us just as we are, and you don't run away. You actually move toward us. And today we're going to be hearing stories, Lord of how you have drawn near to your people. Even in the hardest of times, even in the most difficult of times, Lord, you have been there. You have been the constant in all of the change and all of the challenge through our lives and especially in these last couple of years, God, for our world, for our church, for our country. So, Lord, we look to you. We're done just trying to fix things and, fi- and, and, and uh, fix ourselves, so we're fixing our eyes on you, Jesus, and then, Lord, would you use us as your hands and feet for eternal solutions, Lord, and to care for the immediate needs of our neighbors and those that we love, God, those that you love with a passion. We pray, God, that you would guide us in this time Speak in and through, Lord, the, those that we'll be sharing today, and continue to be that strength, that rock, and that confidence that we find in you, not in our circumstances, but in you, Lord Jesus Christ, the rock that doesn't move. Even when the hardest waves of this life come crashing down, you remain the same. You remain firm, God. Thank you, Lord. We love you. And we pray all of this in your faithful name. Amen. So as was mentioned today, we're continuing in our summer rhythm. We're moving forward in that summer rhythm in July and August where we go beyond just listening and receiving from, uh, uh, from the preaching or the standard format of hearing the Word of God and, um, and, and engaging the Word of God. But we're going deeper and wider together where we're taking an opportunity as a church family to hear one another, to respond to the Word of God by sharpening one another through our testimonies. And again, we share testimonies because we're really just testifying to the truth of God, the hope of Christ, the goodness of God in our lives. And it's something we can't take lightly, especially in this life that has challenges in front of us those that are seen and unseen that's what it says right in the scriptures in the book of revelation we have overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony so that's why we lift up testimonies here every single july and um, throughout different times in the year to be able to overcome to hold on again to that presence and promises of Jesus, and to know that each one of us is beloved. We're loved for who we are, not for just things we do or things we've done, but who we are, and we're secure in that. So we're going to have an opportunity to hear today from three different um, uh, congregants and hearing about what where they have found their hope in Jesus Christ and what that's looked like in the past year and really what their hope or encouragement would be for our community in this season that we're currently in and moving forward. And so we're going to invite a couple of people up to be able to share, and and we're just going to be open, have open hearts and open minds to how the Lord would speak to us even through their stories and through their testimonies or through their biblical reflections as well. And so, yeah, it's just been incredible. Um, Last week we had to, we had an opportunity to hear from our sister Christine and also just uh, from uh, Felicia as well and from Mandy and a few others just through that open mic time. But today we're going to have a chance to hear a few different voices. And uh, we're going to start with our dear friend and young brother, Zach Stinson. So Zach, go ahead and, and come up here. And let's go ahead and give Zach some love and welcome him up here. And Zach really has just been on, on just an incredible journey over the last year. Um, he really came and connected here at Imago after just a a time of, of being abroad, of living in in Finland, right? And, um, and then, just looking for a community that really embraced that, right? That part of that DNA that we have here at Imago, that we embrace our God-given culture, and we also celebrate the God-given cultures of others as well. And uh, Zach, I think it's just been amazing to see how God continues to shape you into, uh, 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 into the man that he created you to be and again, you and I have had an opportunity to have many heart-to-heart conversations and, and prayers, and um, I'm just so excited and proud of who God continues to shape you to be, and especially when I see you take that step of faith to connect with others who don't immediately look, think, or act like you. I think that's a testimony in and of itself, but You had in your heart just uh, you wanted to share a little bit about that, just what your journey with God has been like and how you've held on to hope. But there's this passage, too, that's been very dear to you. Right. And we just want to um, give you the opportunity to, yeah, just share with us um, a bit of that story and how it's shaped you.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to be talking about uh, the story of the rich young ruler, which I think is a pretty cool story Um, in the in the Bible. And it Talks about closer. That. oh a little Can bit closer. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, the rich young ruler is a story that's talked about in three of the gospels in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, um, and it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. uh, the rich young ruler in the story is kind of like a top of the food chain kind of guy, right? Like everybody thinks he's awesome. Everyone wants to be him. On modern day standards, he'd be like super rich. He'd probably drive a Tesla. Have like apple watch and apple shoes i don't know like he's got he's got it all going on and he um and he has just about everything that he would want uh it's the in the last check he really wants to check off is like all right i've memorized the bible or whatever i i want to have i want to have like favor with jesus so he goes to jesus and he's like hey i want to check this off my list i want to have everything i i want to have a relationship with you now, or or uh have that appearance Um, How can I enter into the kingdom of God? So Jesus, as he often does, kind of refers to the Old Testament and talks about the Ten Commandments, right? Um, And for context, as I'm hoping most of you guys know the Ten Commandments, right? Uh, The first four are um, commandments on how we should have a relationship with God, how people of Israel should react to God, right? Mm -hmm. And then the next six are how people should have relationships with each other, how just— how we should have justice how the people of israel and god's followers and jesus followers just how you do life together and those such things right but of those of those last six the most um ambiguous one or in my opinion the most like gray area one is don't covet or thou shalt not covet and that's what this story really talks about and that's why it stuck out to me because because it's such a gray area uh this story does a really good job. Jesus does a really good job at explaining it because in each gospel, there's subtle differences when it comes to how Jesus responds to that to that uh, commandment. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start off in Mark, actually. I'm going to yeah. go a little bit out of order, not Matthew, Mark, Luke.
0: So um, you're going to tell us the story of the yeah. rich young ruler, yeah, as you paraphrase it from those three well, gospels, yeah, right? Yeah, or as you gonna, read it from those three right, gospels. I'm going to yeah. um,
1: very uh, specifically look at the... What Jesus says when he talk, he's talking about coveting. Ooh, I'm even louder now. Uh, we're talking about coveting because it is a little different in each yeah. in each gospel. Um,
0: and, and coveting is wanting something that God hasn't given right, you, right? right? Wanting your neighbor's possessions or your neighbor's right. yeah. So blessings. In Mark, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: instead of saying, when he gets to that point, instead of Jesus saying, do not covet, he says, do not defraud, which, if I'm being honest, I didn't know what that meant at first. I had to go look it up. But essentially, he's saying, don't steal from your neighbor. Don't, mm. uh, don't cheat your neighbor. We're taught that like to not covet means, all right, if you have two coats and someone doesn't have one coat, you give them a coat, right? That's or at least that's the example that's given oftentimes. Mm. Mm. Uh, but if everything is supposed to be a gift from God, then we don't really own either of the codes. right? right. Uh, and God is saying that only He can really choose who deserves what, and every human deserves. A certain amount of wealth according to god um i've actually told you this quote before i like this quote uh an early church leader uh ambrose of Milan, yeah he said he goes he takes it a step further and says you're not making a gift of your own possession to a poor person you're simply handing over to them what is already theirs mm-hmm. which leads me to uh the second gospel matthew um when in Matthew, when Jesus gets to that last thou shalt not covet, instead of saying thou shalt not covet, he refers to um, Leviticus saying love your neighbor as yourself, mm-hmm. which uh, feels a little bit uncomfortable because coveting is like very much the heart of our like American culture, you know, mm. like the whole American thing is like do what you can to get a bigger house to like work your way up to, um, to just money, 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 <laughs> get, get the Tesla like the rich young ruler. Um, coveting is very much like the engine or the, the pushing force of, of our economic system of capitalism. And uh, a, a uh, biblical scholar and author who, I s- not stole, but like inspired a lot of this, uh, Brian Stodd says it in this way, um, Coveting places us in constant economic competition with our neighbors. Hmm. It makes it very difficult for us to engage in neighborly love if we're constantly trying to compete and one-up our neighbors, it is impossible to love them.
0: Hmm. Wow.
1: Which leads me to my last little point, or not little point, I think big point, but leads me to the last Gospel of Luke, uh, which is a very eerie absence. When God, or when Jesus gets to the Ten Commandments, it's not really mentioned at all. Coveting is not mentioned when he's saying the Ten Commandments in this chapter. Um, And it's not saying that it's not important. It's to show that that is the thing that the rich young ruler is lacking. The rich young ruler is not talking back to his parents, and he's not <laughs> struggling with accidentally murdering people or something like that. Um, but he does have very strong, like, economic self-interest. He's he's lacking that last um, that last commandment, and by not bringing it up, it's supposed to sh- like poetically, powerfully show that to us, the readers. Mm-hmm. Um, so to kind of wrap up what I said, to try and keep it under maybe 10 minutes. I don't know how long I talk now, but essentially we can't find that biblical justice that Jesus is talking about without separating ourselves from what we see as our own personal, like, earned, deserved possessions. Mm -hmm. And we can't love our neighbor without sharing the wealth or the gifts that God has given us.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's. That's. Amen. Amen god is generous again the opposite in many ways of uh the the challenge is is coveting right hoarding and and but the solution is generosity Mm -hmm. right yeah everything we have is really a gift from above and we are called to again reflect christ by being able to give of ourselves of our very lives which include our possessions too right how does this speak to you, though, Zach, in your journey with God, specifically?
1: Specifically to me, um, I, specifically to me, um, it's been really uh, fundamental in how I grow into be economically dependent. I'm still very dependent. I choose to be dependent. (laughs) Like, I like being dependent on my parents and um, other people in my family economically, because that is easier, but as I'm getting my own jobs and trying to learn how to, um, trying to learn where should I put my money, where should I distribute my money that I earn, whether it goes to school or snacks or whatever else. Um, It's helped me really uh, separate myself from that, to really be like, okay, God, um, I can, I think it's a very biblical thing to work hard and want to work hard and Mm -hmm. want to do what you can to earn what you can. I don't think that is the inherent problem. The inherent problem is, putting a lot of your identity or even self-worth into the things that you own um, and thinking that those are part of you because you earn them. Mm-hmm. Um, when Jesus is saying, you can work super hard or not as hard or this or that, there's a lot of other parables which Jesus also talks about economic justice, right? Um, and really it's the it's the identity that we put in money or wealth that Mm -hmm. Jesus is trying to separate us from, because Jesus is the one who gives you identity, right? Yeah. He's the one who puts yourself forth. So by Jesus bringing this up, he's not saying, all right, money is bad. He's saying, I'm supposed to be your identity in a way that you show that identity, a way that you show that identity to others and the way that you even evangelize is by separating it and sharing that with others, saying, Mm. this isn't even my money to begin with, my uh, this is already God's money, and I am just yeah. getting, being lucky enough to distribute that. So personally, in my own learning on how to deal with money, that's something that's been pretty impactful.
0: Amen. Amen. <laughs> We're seeing adulting right in front of our eyes and also spiritual maturity because that's not just an age adulting thing. That's a spiritually mature step here. And we thank you, Zach, so much for just sharing from your heart just um, how that speaks to you. So thank you so much. Um, uh, I'm going to take a moment at the end to pray for everyone that shares. But for right now, I'd like to ask um, you to pray for us um, as you encourage us. And I'll ask our brother Al as well to pray for Zach um, and just as he continues in his journey with the Lord. So we'll have a I'll pray for you, and then if you could pray just a prayer of encouragement for us as your church family. Boy,
2: uh, thank you, Zach, for these words of wisdom. So, Lord, uh, I pray that you be with Zach and all that he does, Lord, and just continue to be with him and his growth and his knowledge of you, Lord. It's just amazing that he can share with us and um, all that. Uh, it, was, it was a message for me, Lord, and um, I thank you for his uh, first testimony here today, Lord, and uh, just be with him and continue to be with him. Praise Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, God. Uh, this, as you know, has been something that I've thought a lot about. Um, I first read it in a book, and then I heard some sermons about it, so it's just been on my constant mind. Um, so I do thank you for helping me find uh, other spiritual leaders and different sermons and different authors and different, um, different pastors who have helped me kind of put words to the things that I'm thinking, or at least... Uh, Uh, think about it in a linear linear sense anyways, Mm -hmm. you get what I mean Um, so thanks for that, thanks for giving me the opportunity to use those words to spread them a little bit, Um, I want to encourage everybody here uh, and I hope that you encourage everybody here to really go out and hopefully start shifting their mindset about how they see the things that they own Yes, that it's all yours, that their identity is simply you, and to see places where people need help and we have the opportunity to help them, um, both in our time and our effort and in in this sense uh, with our money or our, our wealth. So please help us see those things that you need to be seen or hear the things that you need us to hear or even say the things that you need us to say when going out and trying to do this. All right, I'll
0: talk to you later. Uh, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Zach. Thank you so much for sharing, really, just from the heart, all that God continues to do. And we're going to continue now in hearing some of the different voices among us and lifting up every voice. And um, now we have the privilege of hearing from, uh, we've heard from, those that god has brought over the the course of the last year but we're gonna hear now from our dear sister genevieve who has been a part of this journey from the earliest days when we were meeting just in my living room praying and asking god to just guide us in who he would have us be and what he would have us do in this season and uh, genevieve we're just so grateful for you for your family for your children for just the, the fruit that your life continues to bring. And you're a blessing to this community, and um, we're grateful to be able to walk alongside you in this journey over the years and in the years to come. So Genevieve, can you share with us just a bit of really what your journey with God has looked like um, in, in this season or past couple of years and how you have held on Your hope in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um,
3: Yeah. I remember. I remember when I was young, um, teenager, early teens. um, I remember always feeling like I, you know, I was involved in ministry. I was, you know, I did youth group stuff and I did teens encounter Christ. And, you know, I, I grew up in the church. And I remember. Always having this sense of myself that I was like, I don't really have a a strong testimony. It mm. is so distracting right there. <laughs> um, I don't have I don't have this like moment in my life where where God just changed all th- all the things, and I remember that being very discouraging for me um, when I was young. And as I've gotten older, um, I've Learned that um, I had this favorite song um, that came out a couple of years ago, and um, I can't tell you who it's from. Danny would probably know. My daughter would probably know. Um, but it's my. The song is called "My Story," and um, and a few of the lines are, "If I told you my story, um, it would tell of him," hmm. um, and I just. As I've gotten older, I've learned to recognize that every moment of my life, um, every good thing, every bad thing, speaks to who God is um, in my life. And there have been some tough things in my life. Um, you know, I,
4: mm-hmm.
3: you know, I've been through divorce. I've been through being a single mother. I've, you know, that's that's rough. I mean, there's there are some really rough things, um, in all of those, um, parts of my life. But, Mm -hmm. but again, if I told you my story, it's the story of him, um, and the grace that is greater than all of my sins. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so my testimony is every bit of my life. Um, but over this last year, this has been a rough, few years, you know, I, uh, spiritually during COVID, I struggled, I really, really struggled. And I'm still feeling like I'm kind of pulling out of that period of time. And, um, and I think, and that's okay. You know, I, I want other believers to, to recognize that, that going through those stages of spiritual life, that's part of the journey. That's part of, of learning the trust in Christ, um, learning that, that we are, we are his mm-hmm. and that even in those darkest times and those really hard times of our lives, he's there with us. Even when we can't feel it, even when we can't put a finger on that moment, um, he, he is there in all of it. Um, and he walks alongside of us. Uh, I have verses here, and I've, I went a little off script, so... Um, but that's okay, because that's the spirit, right? <laughs> uh, um, oh, one of... Um, I will preface these verses with the fact that I did not get them to the person I was supposed to get them to my daughter, who lives in the same house as me. We're all works in progress, right? Uh, (laughs) But um, if I could give everybody homework, it would be read all of Romans 8, the -hmm. whole thing. In fact, read the whole chapter if you can, but if you can't get to the whole chapter, read all of Romans 8, because so much of... A lot of times, people will take verses, pieces of verses, and... And they want to use that piece of a verse as a promise. And and it doesn't work like that. You've got to read the whole thing um, to understand the context of this. So I'm going to read a fair amount, actually. And it disappeared on me. Here, because um, I'm going to read Romans 8, 18 through 19, and then skip down to 22 through 27. I'm skipping Romans 8, 28, because everybody knows it. Uh, um, So, starting at verse 18, this section is entitled, Present Suffering and Future Glory. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. And down to 22, I mean. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth. I think so many times we as believers we don't want to we feel ashamed of the hmm. of the times of suffering. We feel ashamed of the times of where we just don't feel God's presence. And and I think that sorry I'm gonna get emotional because I do that. I mean I you know I don't want to talk about the times when I don't feel God and when I don't feel God leading me to this, that, or the other thing. But I think that it's really important to remember that that is the time of growth. Mm. When when we are having to search and having to to just grasp for any shred of, of peace from him, we grow in those times. And and so the journey of spir- the spiritual life is a journey of reaching and grasping. And, yeah, accepting, you know, the, being grateful for those moments of, of just inspiration from Christ. But that's not all of our spiritual lives. Um, and it's okay for each of us to have those times of, of pain and mm and sorrow and, and reaching for a hope that is unseen. Um, so yes, is that, am I within five minutes? I don't think so.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. And is it, and I I love that. And you've already began to just share how you've felt that hope, especially, um, in Romans eight, which again, excellent homework assignment for all of us, read Romans 8, the whole chapter. It's the same one that says that all creation groans and also that there's someone as an interceder. The Holy Spirit knows our prayers even when we don't know what to pray. And then also the the same chapter that reminds us that absolutely nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus amen and is there uh we'll ask you to pray a prayer of encouragement but is there any other brief uh word of encouragement based on that that you would share with the congregation
3: keep praying um and don't be afraid to share your your struggles Mm -hmm. um with the people around you um because there's, there, there's so much encouragement in the, in the body of Christ. Um, and just remember that, that hope that is unseen is real hope. And so just keep hoping. Um, and, and remembering that God will, the spirit intercedes for us when we don't know what because there's a lot of that too in our in, in our lives. There's a whole lot of we don't know. Um and so trust that um that the spirit is there even in those moments of I don't know.
0: Yeah. So. Amen. Amen. And you know, we asked you to pray for your daughter, and I think we'll ask uh, Mama Jones, Mama Joyce Jones to come and pray for her daughter. These are three generations, friends, brothers, and sisters. We rejoice in God in that. And with, uh, again, I was going to give a whole other testimony here, but let's go ahead and have uh, Mama Joyce Jones, Grandma Jones here, um, our sister Joyce Jones, just uh, pray for Genevieve. And then Genevieve, if you could pray for the congregation as well, that would be fantastic
4: this is a tough one. I was hoping you'd ask Dad because I don't know if I can get through it without, you know, tears. Um, this was my tiniest baby. Uh, my little uh, my little one that uh, told me that she asked Jesus into her heart when her feet couldn't touch the ground at church. So she's uh, walked with Jesus all her life. And I Amen. praise God and thank him for that. And uh, yeah, I think... Yeah. I thank you Father for all the times uh, that you've stood by her through tough stuff you know stuff Daddy and I didn't know about and just being with her I thank you for the depth of her faith when she was a young teenager for the way she's blessed others and yes, uh, for the strength of who she is today and uh, I thank you for her reminders to all of us that um, sometimes we just don't know how to pray and and yes, and that's okay you understand and father that that also we should come together and share our burdens with each other that you know we don't need to hide anything you know it all and our sisters and brothers love us and uh, and they're there for us so i just ask you to continue to anoint her with your yes, God. with your holy spirit walk yes, through God. all yes. things let her yes. continue to be this my tiny little giant <laughs> and my little tiny baby that was like 13 pounds a year, <laughs> healthy as a <laughs> <over>. horse. <laughs> grandpa worried about her so much, not her daddy, her grandpa. rate, anyway, continue to walk with her through all the adventures of this life that you have for her as she gets to watch her children uh, walk with you and all of those things. Um, praise be to God Almighty for your presence in our lives. And we thank you, Father, for all that you have done and been for all of us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Father God, thank you.
3: Thank you for a family of faith. Yes, God. Um, Thank you, Jesus. Whether that's a birth family or a family of our own finding, Lord, thank you for the people in a community that surround us with love and caring. I pray, Father, that you will be with each of the people here, each of the people that are a part of this congregation online, Lord. I pray, Lord, that we will surround each other with with your love and help us to be a community that mourns together, be a community that celebrates together, a community that laughs together, Father. Um, Help each of us to grow, um, to know you more. Help, Help each of us to... Have a recognition and an ability to see those who are hurting and who are in pain, Father. Yes, God. Maybe, maybe we be a community of open arms. Yes. Um, that loves those of us that don't don't even know what to ask for. Um, help us to see those people, Lord. Um, thank you again, Father, for all the many things that you have given. Me and my family. Yes, and I pray for the, I thank you for the promises that you have given us, and I thank you for the faithfulness that you have had yes. um, in my life um, and in the lives of those around me, Lord. Um, may I radiate that even when I don't feel it, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Thanks be to God. That's Thanks, Jim. Well, wonderful. Just before we close out in our time of worship and prayer and continuing fellowship, we have one more brief testimony that we'll hear. And uh, here at Imago, we're a community that gathers, builds up, builds each other up in order to send each other out, to be the hands and feet of Jesus wherever Jesus would call us. And um, we're so glad because we call ourselves local missionaries here. We go across the street in mission, but we also go across the ocean and across the world. And um, we have an opportunity to hear today from our dear brother, Danny Carvalho, Daniel Carvalho. Let's go ahead and uh, give him some love. Danny is a uh, multi-gifted young man of God in incredible ways. Yes, with his gifts to lead in worship, but also to disciple others and to teach as well. Um, he is going to have a teaching opportunity along with some other leaders on August 7th here at Imago. So be praying for him in that, that the Lord would inspire and uh, give him the words to speak as well. But today, Danny's going to share just a little bit of what it, ha, what um, his journey has been like. So Danny, would you just share with us a little bit um, specifically um, I know we can be here um, all day sharing testimonies, but specifically in this trip in Costa Rica uh, that we got to be a part of and even sending you and blessing you and supporting you in that, um, how did you experience the hope of Christ while you were there? And how does that tie in with how your journey with God has been and been like in this season?
2: Amen. Um hmm. Feel like so much happened in Costa Rica. It's, it's hard to unpack and, and pick the one thing, right? Um, uh, I, I think that's the thing that stood out to me the most. Maybe the the part that that stuck with me the most was the relationship, uh, the relationships that we built. Um, so we went to do a youth camp. Um, in Costa Rica, and um, the age group that we we ministered to was about sixteen to to about twenty two those were the age groups um, and uh, the, the cool thing was a lot of it felt familiar. I work with youth uh, already so um, I guess in, in if we're going to talk about how you know my testimony I feel like the Lord doesn't waste anything right my mom always told me in god's economy god doesn't waste anything Hmm. right so um a lot of what happened we had we had an order right for the weekend that we did there but a lot of what happened was really if i'm honest kind of last minute spontaneous we gotta we gotta work with what we got here and um and it was all part of of the joy of of being there and and, uh, god glorified himself and um in all of it um but I think having a background in ministry and, and working with you kind of helped me not freak out um, <laughs> so much when all this stuff went down. And um, uh, I've, I've shared before um, kind of my, my journey with uh, intellectual questions and struggling with faith. How do I reconcile the logic of believing in God with, um, with my faith, right? And, and um, there's a boy named Byron. Uh, that that I got to have a conversation with, and um, several several of the kids that showed up shared that before the camp they didn't feel like showing, they they didn't want to go, they, they were they were a little skeptical. We don't know if it's gonna be boring, is it gonna suck, but they showed up anyways. Um, and, and this boy Byron, we were sharing and talking, and he and he shared that I, I didn't I didn't know what to expect. I, didn't, I really didn't want to come, um, but he we're sitting there and he's he's talking that he almost the, the reason why he didn't want to come is because he kind of felt bad. Um, that you know, he's struggling with agnosticism, he's struggling with these questions these doubts and on top of that a bunch of stuff in his family is going on and so it, it's, it's, it's been crazy for him right but it was, it was awesome being able to connect with him because at exactly 22 you know, I was able to share with, I was going through the same thing of, of having these questions and, um, so being able to connect with, with them at that level um, in Costa Rica right um, people keep asking me so what, what, what is you know, the, the, the takeaway and everything I think I've I've learned um, this is my second trip to Costa Rica I've learned that no matter where you go in this world people are people hmm. and the need the the it's it's the same right and and so um, it it's a beautiful thing to know that that God is working in different places um, sometimes we we can get so caught up in our own little world and and, and not realize you know that that God is is so big, so big, and he's doing such great things um, in other places, and he has plans for these kids in Costa Rica, and and it was just, it was just awesome. It was just awesome being able to connect with them, yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and we look forward to, um, in August, and in fellowship and conversations to hear more about how God shaped you and formed you in that experience. Is there any, um, we'll ask you to pray in just a moment and uh, we'll close out in prayer and prepare for our final song. But is there a word of encouragement from that? I mean, it seems like even without um, thinking about it or planning it, one of the themes today has been the tie of God's family around the world, the, the global church. You know, we're a part of the local church, but we're a part of, a, of, a <clears throat> of the family of God throughout the world as well and throughout history. Is there a word of encouragement just from your experience in um, being ministered to and ministering over in Costa Rica that you would share with the congregation today? Um,
2: so the last, uh, in, in, our, in our camp that we did for the youth, we did certain talks, kind of like, like this. Um, and the last talk that was given by uh, Pastor Tito from Michigan um, was faith without actions is dead, right? Um, mm-hmm. and the James uh, passage? Yes, mm-hmm. in the book of James. And, and sometimes that can either become a, a subject of debate of whatever, it might intention or whatever, right, faith actions and all that stuff. But um, I think my encouragement, um, and only because I feel like the Lord really moved me and convicted me in this um, to the rest of, of the body, is faith without actions is dead. And this is not so much of a, of a guilt trip thing. It's, it's, it shouldn't be like, oh, man, I'm not doing enough. It's, it's, I think everything about the Christian walk, everything about being a Christian is about response, right? Whether we sing, whether we're generous, whether we um, cry with those who cry and, and laugh with those who laugh, it's about response. And how are we going to respond, right? And so in Romans 12, 1, says, you know, Paul saying, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in light, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, right? And so there's two parts there, in light of, God's mercy, offer yourselves, right? It's, it's not do more. It's, it's God's mercy has been given to you. Now what, right? What is your response? And so um, I think if, if, we could, if we could view uh, our walk, if, if we could begin to live our lives, if I could begin to live my life in a way that is responsive to God's goodness and God's mercy, um, we would go beyond um, just the petty little things that sometimes, you know, blind us um, uh, from, from, from moving forward and, 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 and living out the call that God has in our lives and uh, us completely surrendering to, to, to what God has. So faith without actions is dead is a response, right? Our actions are a response to the, to the, to the goodness of God and, and the faith that we say we have. So, um, yeah, that would be...
0: Amen. 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 Thanks be to God. And one way we've, we've said that here at Imago before is we, um, we, we receive a faith that works. It really does, right? Yeah. It's a faith that, that, uh, and that, that reminds us that we are blessed to be a blessing. Amen. Well, um, Danny, can I ask you to just pray? Pray a, a word of encouragement. For the congregation, and then as you prepare for this final song, I'll close us out in prayer as well.
2: Yeah, Lord, thank you. Thank you for your people. God, thank you for um, every individual in this room. Lord, in the next room, uh, from, from the youngest to the oldest, God Almighty, for the call and the purpose that you have yes. for every person in this room, Lord Jesus. God, you don't waste anything, God Almighty. There are no bench warmers in your kingdom, Lord. And so I just pray, Father, that you would stir in our hearts, Lord Jesus a response father to the call that you have in us lord that whatever our desires are lord jesus um align us with your will and and whatever needs to fall into place will fall into place god almighty but set our eyes on you lord jesus that you would be first that you would be priority god almighty that we would live our lives lord jesus as if we believe god almighty that if we claim lord jesus to have faith father that our actions would flow from that god almighty i pray for your people May you bless them in their walk, Lord Jesus, with every encounter they have with somebody else, God Almighty, that your light, your glory, Father, would shine through their conversations, the way they work, God Almighty, the way they interact, Lord Jesus, with people. Lord, all to your glory. In your name, amen.
0: Amen. Lord, and in that same spirit, God, we just uh, thank you, Lord, because we heard your voice today amongst the voices here at Imago, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you find amazing ways creative ways to reveal who you are lord god we heard that lord from a young man just trying to experience you in this season of coming to a coming of age lord and wanting lord to be more than just about himself lord that's the spirit of christ moving in him and passing that on to others lord Lord, may that be a spirit of generosity that dwells in us and through us, God. Of giving of our lives, our words, our actions, our possessions, all for your glory, God. Lord, we thank you for the word that we heard, Lord God, from Genevieve, Lord, sharing with us that even in our limitations, Lord, you are there. Even in our doubts and our struggles, Lord, you are there and you continue to be faithful. Sigue, Señor, siendo justo, Señor, en nuestras dudas, Dios Santo, y en nuestras limitaciones. You continue to be there, Lord God, in our limitations and in our doubts, God. We have someone who intercedes on our behalf in those moments, Lord. And we are reminded That even when we fall, even when we mess up, even when we struggle, Lord, none of that can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Nothing, absolutely nothing, God. Forgive us when we've tried to get in the way of that promise sometimes, Lord, even as your people, even as the church, and saying, oh, accept this or accept that. Lord, that's not your word. Your word says nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Help us to lean in and live out that truth, God. And thank you, Lord, for our brother Danny who reminded us, Lord, of that call in Romans 12.1 that we are called to be living sacrifices, Lord, to lean into a faith that works, because it really does. A faith that bears not just quick fixes and results, Lord, but eternal fruit, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the the testimonies of eternal fruit that we heard this morning, Lord God. May we receive it, Lord, and let it shape us as your word throughout this week as well, Lord. We lift you up, God, and we give you all the glory we're constantly amazed that you always find a way to speak to us. Thank you, Jesus. And as we lift up this final song, would you receive it as a sweet aroma of praise to you? It's in your faithful name that we pray.